Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone, welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast, where we talk about our favourite movies, TV shows and video games. I'm your host Shravan, we have our co-host Tone here with us in Hobart as usual. Hello. Today is a special episode, we're talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. We have a guest with us today on the podcast, his name is Bagala Chekhuri, he's a childhood friend of us, a multi-talented individual. Uh, he... <laughs> That's the only way I can really describe him. He's an excellent violin player. He smashes me at tennis every time we play. And he's also a very big fan of Harry Potter. So that's why we've got him on for today. So welcome. He's actually Roger Federer, guys. <laughs> he's using his alias. How did you know, man? It's yeah. It's to my identity. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good to be here. So this is going to be a very interesting episode so all three of us are big fans of harry potter me personally i i've read the books multiple times i've got the audiobooks i listen to the audiobooks every year i watch the movies every year so i've got the box set of the blu-rays there's probably millions of people like me but i'm quite a big harry potter fan how about you guys yeah i'm the same i read them once a year uh even more sometimes um yeah, fantastic series, and um, I've always worshipped J.K. Rowling for what she's done, um, even with the expanded universe um, before, I think just before The Curse of Child came out, I was a big fan, um, yeah. and then up until then I've started to get a bit angsty about a few things, but yeah, definitely a huge fan of Harry Potter. Pretty much the same. I, I remember I finished, well, if you guys don't know, me and I'm younger than Charmin, but he started reading the books before me, but ended up finishing them after me, I'm pretty sure. And yes. you had like a yeah. six-year gap where you didn't read them. Yeah, so I I don't know what happened, but I read up to the fourth book. Mm. And then I think I started uni. So I started uni when the fifth book came out. Mm. And naturally, when did the fifth book come out? It was like 2005, I think. 2005, yeah. yeah. 2006 was sixth and then seventh was 2007. Yeah, yeah. 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 So now I was, I was at towards the end of my high school years. So yeah. I got a little bit busy with study i guess uh, and i kind of tuned out of reading but once the sixth book came out i just 
read all of them like in a week yeah again so yeah the seventh book yes yeah no once the sixth movie came out i read everything yeah that was when the seventh book came out as well yeah yeah and i think a part of that was also the fact that order of the phoenix was such a large book yeah i think that turned me off a bit like the order of the phoenix when it first came out but now now that i look at it it's actually it's a good book it's still it's not my favorite but it's still it's it's amazing when i read it when i was younger it was my least favorite book but now it's one of my most favorite ones i think yeah Yeah. i think i'd be the same and in terms of the films i think that's when they started to get really good for me anyway uh, that's when David of Yates. The Yates train. Yeah. Oh, really? That's when David Yates started directing them. Yeah. So, um, I thought the fans call it the Yates train. The Yates train. <laughs> Do they call it that? I didn't know. No, I just made that up. Right <laughs> See, all the entire fan base does. <laughs> no, I, I think for me, the, the pinnacle of the movies was number three. Um, and then it slowly went downhill from there. I thought the mo- the fifth movie was really good. Yeah, it was done. Um, but I wasn't a huge and like I th- the sixth and seventh were good, but I, I felt they could have been done a bit better. I think I like the third movie the best for some reason as well, even though it's one of my least favorite books. But um, the third movie is really good. Fourth movie is definitely the worst one by far. When we say worst, it's the worst of them, but I think it's still a good movie. Yeah. And if you haven't read the book, you might find the fourth one actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know people that love the fourth one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But based off the source material, the source material is so, so much better than... I like the third one, but I like it more as a standalone movie. Because it's very different tonally and everything to the rest of the series. Hmm. Yeah, it is. The Yates movies are all pretty good. Well, until they started doing these i guess and we'll the talk yates about train. that yes. has the yates trade derailed <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah let's talk about it did you guys like the first fantastic piece as a standalone i thought it was good sort of did the job the moment when, when i learned that they were interweaving the backstory of grindelwald and dumbledore and you know the, basically world war one of harry potter into it i started getting a bit nervous yeah so i think it works as a standalone but in the the overarching story i don't think it works as well yeah i didn't mind the first one i thought it was i thought it was okay like i didn't hate it i wouldn't say i'm a huge fan of it either but it was just it was just a movie (laughs) and it wasn't as connected to harry potter as i guess this movie is so that's why i was probably okay with it because it was just uh it was just a movie in the in the wizarding world as they call it now but I think you you enjoyed the first one. I Yeah, I personally really like it because it doesn't suffer from what the other Harry Potter movies suffer from, which is it's based on a source material that's much better than the movie. And even though the movie can it tries its best to be as good as it, but it's never going to be as good as the books. But since Fantastic Beasts wasn't based off anything, it still had the surprise elements in it and... When you watch the Harry Potter movies, you know what's going to happen, especially if you've read the books. But Fantastic Beasts, you kind of didn't know to to a limit what was going to happen, which I thought made it a better film than the other movies. It's not a better story than the other movies, but it's a better film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd agree with that as well. I'll give you I'll give you some background as I usually do, and then we'll jump into the review. It's directed by David Yates, or it's on the Yates train, as we the just Yates train. Just said, and he's directed all the Harry Potter movies since Order of the Phoenix. So this mm-hmm. is his, how many Harry Potters has he done? He did four Harry Potters and, yeah, and two of these. So this is his sixth. Did he direct a movie last year? Yeah, he directed Tarzan. Yeah. That Tarzan right. movie with Margot Robbie. I've never watched it. I, I never watched yeah. it either. I'm surprised he had time to fit that movie in and do these movies because that was, 
Fantastic Beasts only came out two years ago. But you could manage to do a movie every year if you're good enough. And I guess this movie, a lot of it would have involved J.K. Rowling as well. Uh, it's produced by David Heyman, J.K. Rowling, Steve Cloves, and Lionel Wingram. They were all involved with the Harry Potter series, mm. obviously J.K. Rowling, but David Heyman was the, the main producer on those Harry Potter movies since the first one. It's written by J.K. Rowling, so the screenplay is by J.K. Rowling. This is where it differs from the Harry Potter movies because Harry Potter movies, the screenplay was written by Steve Cloves, who's a producer on this one, mm. and... Basically, the source material was from J.K. Rowling. She didn't have a massive involvement in the filmmaking process of the Harry Potter movies, whereas in this, she's directly involved. And I'll talk about how that is potentially problematic and was problematic in this movie when we get into review. I think you can already get an idea of how I feel about this. I already know how both of you feel about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of budget, it's a $200 million movie. And box office-wise, it's going to do about $250 million globally in the opening weekend. And domestically in the US, it's going to do between 65 to $73 million. So it's going to make money. Obviously, there's a lot of Harry Potter fans out it's there. Harry Potter will make money. So yeah, it's yeah. going to make money. In terms of development, so on October 2016, just before the first Fantastic Beasts came out, they announced that they're going to do five of these. So it's going to be a five-movie series Mm. on November 16th to a lot of people's, uh, I guess, discontent. Johnny Depp was announced as Gellert Grindelwald. Yeah, Johnny Depp. (laughs) And he also featured in the first one as a cameo right at the end. And a lot of people didn't like that either because Colin Farrell was actually... Colin Farrell was so good in that movie. Really good in that movie. And you find out that he turns into Johnny Depp at the end. We'll, we'll talk about it more in the when we jump into the review, but I actually thought it was okay. He's not the worst. And a number of actors were considered for the role of Dumbledore, because Dumbledore's in this movie, a younger version of Dumbledore. Mm. So the actors that they considered were Christian Bale, Benedict Cumberbatch, Mark Strong, Jared Harris, who would have been interesting because Jared Harris is the son of Richard Harris, yeah. who was Dumbledore in the first two Harry Potter movies. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. That guy must be pretty old then, because that guy in the first two movies was like one hundred years old. Yeah, Jared Harris is um you know Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Down Jr. Sherlock Holmes? He's Moriarty. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right, yeah. So yeah. he's fifty seven years old now. Well that the first Dumbledore was gonna die like any day. <laughs> like he sounded yeah, pretty it was like every day on <laughs> filming that a doctor on standby. <laughs> so like shit. <laughs> um, how old's Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. He'd be like fifty. Yeah, I think he's 50-something now. I think him and Jude Law are around the same age. Yeah, well, I know when they were looking for the Dumbledore, they were looking for someone around Johnny Depp's age. Johnny Depp is 55, so he's only two years younger than Richard Harris. Than um, Jared Harris. Jared Harris, yeah. yeah. And this is the first movie where we see the rebranded Wizarding World. So Mm -hmm. everyone wants to be Marvel now, so they all have their own thing. I missed that because I walked in late. How was it? No, it just says it says Warner Bros. and then it says Wizarding World. That's it. Oh, okay. That's it. That's yeah. all it is. So it's like, it's like remember the Dark Universe. The Dark Universe, yeah. my favorite universe. I still stand. <laughs> and then Worlds of DC or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they've had that in a movie yet, though. Aquaman will be the first one. Hmm. Yeah, will we? Yeah. Okay, so we'll jump into the review. Mm. As usual, we ask our guest to give us the 
outline of the story. Spoiler free. So I've already worded up Buji on this because the story for this is not the easiest to explain. Spoiler it's free. Not, I was trying to think about the story yesterday. It's not. It's because there's not much of the story to explain. So yeah, it's hard. It's interesting because a lot of things happen for there not to be a, much of a story. There's a lot mm. happening, but um, mm. but anyway, we'll we'll let you we'll let you explain. Yeah, sure, sure. So. The best that I can explain it is... So the story follows on from Fantastic Beasts 1. Uh, the story revolves more around Grindelwald, who, as we saw at the end of Fantastic Beasts 1, is captured by the American Ministry of Magic. Um, and at the start, if anyone's seen the trailers, um, see that he's, he's being held still. Um, and we also see Dumbledore and his relationship with Newt, uh, along with several other familiar members of the Fantastic Beasts family, including uh, Tina, Queenie, and of course, our nomad Jacob. So the best that you can explain the story is Dumbledore has obviously tasked Newt with stopping or following Grindelwald and the story just kicks on from there. And it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a tough one to sort of explain with no spoilers, I think. And again, because there's so many stories in this one movie, there's so many different arcs and they all interweave in certain ways. And yeah, so that's the best that you can explain the story, I guess, without spoiling too much. I guess that's better than either of us would have done. So, <laughs> yeah, like I was talking to Buji yesterday, and this was before I saw the movie, mm. and uh, I was saying, oh, it's probably from what I saw in the trailer. It's probably Grindelwald escapes, and Newt is told to try to hunt down Grindelwald by Dumbledore. I thought that's what it was. Yeah. That's that's kind of what it is. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, but not really at the same time. Hmm. There's a lot of other things happening as well. That's the only stuff that matters, so kind of. But yeah, yeah there yeah. is other stuff. We'll quickly talk about the cast. So we've got the returning cast, and we've got some new uh, members joining the cast. So we've got Eddie Redmayne. So Newt Scamander is the main character in this franchise, but mm. at the same time, he's not really an important character in terms of the larger scheme of things. Mm. But he was fine. Like he was, he does what he did in the first. I movie. like what Eddie Redmayne does with Newt. I yeah. Think, yeah, I think it's he's like great. Awkward he's, and, yeah, yeah. He's very likable. Very likable. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing about. I think all the returning cast, except for one, which I had, we'll talk about in spoilers, were good. Like they were just the same as what they were in the first one. Kind of an extension of what they set up in the first one. Hmm. Um, so I like that. So we've we've also got Catherine Waterston as Tina Goldstein, who we met in the first movie, and we've got Dan Fogler, who was the nomad or the Muggle, mm. uh, Jacob Kolsky, Kolsky, Kowalski, Kowalski, yeah, yeah. and uh, Alison Sudol as Queenie. Mm. Uh, she's Tina's sister, isn't she? That's right. Yeah, yeah. and Ezra Miller's back. Uh, he's got rid of that haircut. Mm. Thankfully, he looks he looks fresh in this. Movie, yeah, he actually looks, looks all right, quite good. Almost, yeah. as, almost as good as you, Taz. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays Credence Barebone. I can't remember the first one because I didn't rewatch really it. Mm. But do we know that he survived? So at the end, yeah, the end credits. All you see, well, the, the first hint you get is um, just before they reveal, or just after they re- reveal Grindelwald and they take him away. I think, or maybe before that, Newt takes a look up towards the ceiling and he notices some of the obscurious like still floating away floating right away. Yeah, yeah that's right yeah. and, that's the and then there's an end credit scene where he gets onto the boat yeah that that's right gets onto yeah, uh, yeah. he gets yeah. onto the same boat and then we got the new members well I guess Zoe well Zoe Kravitz she 
She was in a photo. She was in a photo in the first one. Yeah. So she plays Lita Lestrange. For those who are fans of Harry Potter, they will recognize a surname of Lestrange. Mm. And they kind of talk about that in this movie. It's Voldemort's last name, isn't it? Such a big hope. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Callum Turner, who plays Theseus Scamander, who's Mm. the elder brother of Newt Scamander. Uh, He's an aura, I think, with the Ministry of Magic. That guy looked really familiar. He looked very familiar. He looked like generic British well-dressed person, number Mm. three. He kind of looks like Eddie Redmayne, though. He looks very similar. And then we've got Claudia Kim as Nagini, who they, they show it in the trailers. She's in it, I guess. She was in it. Yeah. <laughs> we saw her earlier in Age of Ultron, actually. That was... Uh, oh, she uh, was in that as well. She was in that as well, yeah. Yeah. And then we've got probably who the two characters that should be the main characters in this movie, Dumbledore and Grindelwald. So Dumbledore played by Jude Law, mm. Grindelwald played by Johnny Depp. So we'll talk about positives and negatives. We'll start with Tyron, uh, with his positives. Mm. Okay. Um, positives, positives. You put me on the spot. I'm usually second, so I have some time to think about it. Now, I'll put you first this time, because I think you'll have more positives than, <laughs> okay. than both yeah. of us. <laughs> the characters mostly are all good. There's a couple of them that are just in it for the sake of being in it, but mostly everyone's good. And all the main characters give good good performances, I think. Everyone's likable still. Um, it's the last probably half an hour of the movie is quite good and action-packed and a decent amount of stuff happens to keep you interested. They shoehorn fantastic beasts in, but the beasts that they put in are kind of interesting in themselves, so that was good as well. And, you know, it's just always good to go back to the Wizarding World. They give, they give you, like, Hogwarts in some flashback scenes, which it didn't seem too out of place. And it was good to go back into Hogwarts. Good to see Dumbledore young. Jude Law is probably the best part of this movie. But he's underused. But yeah, he's, he's not the best much, part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so overall, it's got a lot to like about it in terms of the atmosphere and everything like that. It's good. It's the Paris... It shows you Paris and their, like, Ministry of Magic and stuff, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, so overall, the atmosphere, the the story is the worst part about it. But, yeah, the rest of it I thought was okay. Okay. What were your positives? Yeah, I, I'd be very similar. So I think I've got three main ones, the first one being uh, the acting. So, I mean, all the, all the cast members give amazing performances. I thought there wasn't anyone that I felt, you know, oh, it doesn't seem right or off place. Everyone did a really good job, especially Jude Law and Johnny Depp as uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald, respectively. I wish they were in the movie a bit more, um, but again, can't fold their acting. that They were brilliant. Um, second, I think Taryn mentioned this as well, but the return to... Uh, familiar aspects of the Harry Potter universe, you know, Hogwarts, seeing new Ministry of Magics, uh, seeing how the Wizarding World is in different countries. I think that's something that we didn't get in Harry Potter. Mm. That we it was it was good to see because I think J.K. Rowling released the whole Pottermore universe after the seventh book, and uh, she spoke about the other Wizarding schools, the other Wizarding worlds in different countries, and how um, the first hint we get is when we learn of Bobaton and Durmstrang in Number Four that there are other wedding, uh, yes. that there are other Wizarding schools. Yeah. So that was a big up for me as well, a good positive. Uh, and the last was, I was always sceptical about how the Fantastic Beasts would be fit, or would be um, 
I guess, shoehorned into the story. Yes. Um, but I was... I think I was surprisingly pleased with how they sort of did it. Yeah. Um, I'm not happy with the decision that they did it, but the way they did it was, was, was done well. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. it's shoehorned in still, but they're good. Yeah, the, exactly. you're not You're not displeased that they're in it. Yeah. 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 So those would be my top three positives. My positives are similar. So the casting was really good. Even Johnny Depp was really good. Jude Law was good, underutilized. The returning cast was good. So in terms of what they... They didn't have much to work with, but the the actors were good. Mm-hmm. And the second positive is probably the visually it's very, very good. So visual effects wise, the beast looked really good. Mm-hmm. And like you guys said, it's in Paris, so that, that looked very good. So yeah, it's it's good that they're showing like the international wizarding world, which you never really visited in Harry Potter. That was very much mm-hmm. based in the UK. So it's good that they're exploring that part of the the universe in in these movies Hmm. but yeah that's unfortunately that's all i had in terms of positives because i can't that's really all i enjoyed about the movie Hmm. so we can jump into negatives Hmm. we'll go in the same order so what what were your negatives my negative is also a bit of a positive but in in the harry potter world the kids who's doing the magic that you see is mostly harry hermione and ron and they're kids at school, so, like, they don't have the greatest magical skills. And the thing about Fantastic Beasts, you see full-grown adults doing magic, and it should be at, like, a whole different level to what the kids are doing. And you get a bit of that in the Fantastic Beasts movies in terms of they're doing, like, next-level magic. It's just you don't get enough of it. There's, there's like, some cool magic stuff that they do, but they they could do a whole lot more with it. And these are, like some of the greatest wizards to ever live, they should be doing They should be doing more. Like, Dumbledore doesn't... uh, We'll talk about it in spoilers, but you don't see much of him in this movie. Even Grindelwald, he doesn't do that much. Considering the movie's called... It's got his name in the title. Mm. um, He doesn't do much. But I was expecting, like, you know, the end of Order of the Phoenix, the movie, when Dumbledore fights Voldemort. Mm. I was expecting that level of magic. Like, that was... The best we see in that series, I mm. think, in terms of battles. Yep. I was expecting more of that, but we still haven't got that yet in this series. Mm. Even though the people, the wizards in this, the wizards and witches in this, are capable of doing magic like that, but they just don't seem to be doing it. There is some parts where they do some different stuff that we haven't seen before, but I don't think they do that enough. The story is pretty shit. <laughs> It's not it's not the worst, but there's a scene at the start that's really well done, and then from there up till about the last half an hour, it's kind of slow and nothing much happens. It's a story where a lot happens and nothing much happens. Like, there's a whole load of characters, they all converge on one place, but in between that, there's nothing happening. There's, there's no overarching story that's really happening. It's just random shit going on in the middle. So most of the middle's quite boring without much. And yeah, there's some characters that are wasted. And one character in particular that I think her motivations are a bit... Yeah, I've kind of ruined who it is by saying her as well. But her motivations at the end are like, uh, that's a bit not you. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's Luna Lovegood, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. <Hashtag> spoilers. <laughs> Okay, anything else in terms of negatives? Um, yeah, 
that was about it. It's it's just the overarching story is the part that most, and it also pisses off a couple of Harry Potter laws and ah uh, yeah yeah and yeah just well fucks around with a couple of things yeah we'll, we'll get full in depth on that yeah he's referring to the, the WhatsApp chats that me and Taryn had last night. <laughs> <laughs> Our WhatsApp chat last night was mostly about how Zoe Kravitz's mum is now married to Jason Momoa. <laughs> In real life, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's yeah, weird, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's she's she was married to Lenny Kravitz. I wanted to I wanted to bring this up in some way in the podcast, and I'm happy it's <laughs> up now. Um, this was most of my research last night. So she was married to Lenny Kravitz, and then they broke up. Their only daughter is Zoe Kravitz. So her stepfather is Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. Jason Momoa is t- ten years older than Zoe Kravitz, and t- twenty years twenty years younger than Lisa Bonet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, that's probably going to be the most interesting part of this 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 episode. Oh, I was I was super <laughs> into it last night. Also, side note: Lady Kravitz and, Z- and Lisa Bonet eloped in Las Vegas when they got married. It's oh, a big story back in scandal. the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She does a good yeah. British accent, though. I was Who, Lisa so... Bonet or Zoe Kravitz? <laughs> I don't know how she... Lisa Bonet talks. Lisa but... Bonet was on the Cosby show, if you've seen that. <laughs> yeah. You told me to watch it yesterday. So... <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was referring to Zoe Kravitz. She does a pretty good British accent. Mm. Yeah, she's yeah. she's not bad. She does a good job. Anyway. On with the show. On with the show, yeah. So, that was my sidebar. <laughs> uh, Budgie's negatives. Mm. So I've got quite a few, as, as both of you would know. Um, I think the biggest one that I want to touch on mostly is the fact that there is no... The, there's a lack of story in the movie. Um, it's very surprising, given the movie is two hours and 20 minutes long. And it's also disappointing. Uh, there's a lot of interweaving arcs and lines and, and characters but it doesn't really come together in the end there's a lot of things that just happen and, and you don't really care all that much uh, like stuff happens and you're like if it didn't happen it wouldn't have affected you in any way yeah. I felt and that was disappointing because you know these are these actors are killing it in their, in their roles and it's just disappointing that they don't have the arcs or the stories to fulfill those roles effectively and the other one is and it's a theme that's running along with a number of different movies now that's kind of worrying and it's that directors might be thinking that it's it's enough to throw in a bunch of easter eggs to a series that was of a much higher quality and we saw that with you know the last jedi star wars mm. um and now we're seeing it with with this um we've and, seen it with uh the dc yeah <laughs> movies as well yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a worrying sign um I, th- th- there's no foundation of the story and i think people know easter eggs are meant to be you know just the icing on top of the cake it's not meant to be part of the foundation mm. and I'm, I'm worried that that the story is trying to incorporate easter eggs into the foundation to sustain it and that's what's causing it to, to fall this movie is like a mixture of easter eggs and mystery boxes to keep it going yeah 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 and it's like i mean like there was there's a, a, there's a mystery segment to the movie and i think that's one of the highlights of the movie but then from there it's sort of it sort of goes into a number of different storylines and arcs and it sort of just becomes a mess. Yeah. Um, and that's something about that the original Harry Potter series that was so captivating. It's that every every book in every movie had that mystery. Yeah. And it was, you would discover it along with the characters. Yes. It wouldn't be a bombshell drop or a, a, um, a character revealing something out of nowhere that you don't really follow or doesn't make sense or things like that. 
So that's one of the things that I felt when I was watching this movie. You know, it's just something that drags it down. And yeah, those are the two main negatives that I have. My negatives are similar. So it's very plot heavy, the movie. Um, There's a lot happening, but at the same time, there's not much happening. So there's scenes and stuff happens in the scenes. But then you go to the next scene and it's something different. Mm. And then you get invested in that scene and then you go to another scene and it's something completely different again. And it's all just a little bit incoherent when you put it together. Like it doesn't really gel together as a movie. There are good scenes. Like there are parts that I enjoyed by themselves. But when you put it together as a whole, it's not doesn't really make much sense. Mm. They made a character or they made a couple of character choices towards the end of the movie. And I just didn't buy them. Like I didn't buy either of them. Mm. I, I thought they were... One of them was continuity breaking like for those who are invested in the harry potter lore it was completely like it didn't make sense at all and you can just tell that jk rowling's just retconning stuff to appeal to i don't know i don't know who she wants to appeal to maybe the new audience but the new audience can't get invested in this movie because it's so disjointed Mm. so it wouldn't make any sense to them and for harry potter fans it's got easter eggs and stuff but They'll, they'll. I think a lot of them will be offended by the fact that they thought they could just chuck stuff on the screen, mm. all these references, and we'd just like it. I think fans probably deserve better than that because we've invested a lot of our lives into this into this franchise. Mm. It's also a bit of a exhausting movie to watch. It's a bit boring at parts, mm. and you're just waiting for kind of things to come together. And they do at the end, but they do it through. There's a lot of exposition in this movie. So people just tell you stuff. Mm. So at the start, they just tell you why Grindelwald's doing something. At the end, there's like... There's a massive exposition scene. There's the like end. a 20-minute exposition <laughs> scene where they just explain... They just tell you everything. Literally. To be honest, I didn't mind, I didn't mind that exposition scene. <laughs> I know it wasn't the best storytelling method, but I'm like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's because your favorite character's in that scene, Tara. Yeah. And the other thing is that the title of this movie or the title of this whole franchise, so the franchise is Fantastic Beasts, but to be honest, it's got very little to do with the Fantastic Beasts. Uh, the first movie did more than this movie, but this, like, there's no reason for that title to be there anymore because the Harry Potter movies, they're obviously Harry Potter and something, mm. and it's Harry Potter and what he encounters in that movie. So mm. it makes complete sense. Whereas this is... Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I could argue that Fantastic Beasts are hardly in this movie, so mm. you don't need that. And, and The Crimes of Grindelwald, crimes. <laughs> he's not even he's not even in it. Like, his name yeah. is in the title, and he's hardly even in the movie. Like, he doesn't rob a bank or anything. There's no, there's no high scene. There's no... He doesn't, he doesn't even do any murders. Like, come on, where are the crimes? When they, when they announced this movie and they said it was going to be called Crimes of Grindelwald, I thought it would be... Like Infinity War. I thought it would be like... He would be the main character. Grindelwald would be the main character. Like in Infinity War, Thanos is the main character. Mm. And you follow him. I thought it would be like that. And we just get uh, more acquainted with this Grindelwald character. Because he's mentioned in the Harry Potter books. Mostly towards the end of the series. And we get to know him there. Uh, But I thought it would be more about him. And we get to know more about his character but it really wasn't much of that at all. 
I, I at least expected some crimes. There wasn't yeah. there wasn't enough crimes. That's the real that's a and real he, worry here. He doesn't do a lot of the crimes. Like he gets yeah, a lot of his henchmen and stuff to do stuff. So he physically doesn't do that much. I think a big a big part reason might be because before Fantastic Beast even came about, I'm pretty sure it was Warner Brothers that approached JK Rowling and they were like, We want to create um a story set before the Harry Potter universe. And that's when she got involved, and this, this sort of came about. And um, they, they and yeah, there's just said, Jake and Rowling, we want money. <laughs> yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty something. much. I reckon we can make more here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's not enough Fantastic Beasts. There's not enough crimes, and there's not enough Grindelwald. Yeah. So. Yeah. The title. All three parts of the title. <laughs> there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind if they were going to just do Fantastic Beast movies. I wouldn't mind just seeing Newt's commander like on his adventures, like capturing beasts. Like I would, I would watch that movie. Mm. And that would make more sense yeah. than what they're doing here. Or just a movie where Grindelwald goes around and does crimes. Yeah, I would, I would watch, watch that, that too. As well. <laughs> yeah. Just Johnny yeah, that's, Depp that's like robbing good... a convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good point because in the first one, he does say that he works with dragons during the war. He was working with, um, I think it was Irish. I can't remember the, the dragon species, but he was working with dragons. And like it would be cool to see his life before that. Yeah. To see his, um, see he, what he does after Hogwarts, after he gets expelled, where he goes, what he does, how yeah. he became to write the book, and how he became known as Newt Scamander. His name is mentioned in the Harry Potter series, mm. but you really don't know anything about him. Mm. So you wouldn't have all these retcon issues as well yeah. with, with like, you know, established characters being changed for the purposes of this franchise. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they made choices and they're going with it. So there's nothing. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing we can do now. We'll give our ratings and then we'll jump into spoilers because I think we're all waiting to spill the beans. So we'll start with your rating, Tyron. Uh, 52.3. Okay. Is that out of 100? Um, uh, <laughs> Maybe. We, we kind of made a pact because I, I used to explain what his ratings mean every single episode. Right. But last episode, we're like, we're not going to explain it anymore. Okay. But I'll explain it for your convenience. So basically, it gives a number. Yeah. And it's not out of a particular... Like, it's out of something, yeah. but every time it gives a number, it's out of something different. Okay. So last last episode, he would have given another number, yeah. but it was out of a different... So it's okay, like cool. a moving scale. Okay, cool. So... Um, no, it's a constantly it's, moving scale. Yeah, yeah. So it's up to the listener's... Interpretation. There's an algorithm to figure it out. I'm just waiting for someone to. No, that, that's good. It's algorithm. about as solid as the foundations of this movie. So. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's what's your rating? Um, I'd probably give it four out of ten. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I was struggling to give a rating for this movie because I can see. I can. There's two types of fans. So there's the fans that just like anything that features their favorite characters mm. so i can see some harry potter fans just loving this movie mm. uh, but i'm the other kind of fan and i need a little bit more substance and i want if you're going to make a movie that involves the harry potter franchise mm. characters do something that expands on the universe and doesn't detract from the original the original source material mm. so this does that a little bit so unfortunately so i'd have to give it from my point of view i'd say don't go out of your way to watch this movie. But, you know, if it's on TV or if it's on Netflix or something, you just want a casual watch, watch it. Mm. But I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it at the cinema, necessarily. I still enjoyed it. I think if you're a Harry Potter fan, you should probably watch it. Well, no one's going to listen to what I say if you're a Harry Potter Like, everyone's going to watch it, just out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So It is Harry Potter. You, yeah. can't, you can't not watch it. They're going to watch it. I enjoyed it more than these two guys. I think it's a 
passable movie. Not as good as the first one, but okay. Yeah. I think it's it's also because the original Harry Potter movies are to a very high standard. So you're just comparing it to that as well. And it just doesn't live up to that. Yeah. It, it's nowhere near those movies. So the big question, has the Yates train derailed? I think it has. I think it's, I'm, yeah. I'm unfortunately going to say it has. Or is it like on the way? It's it's going across a bend. It's too fast. It's like that scene in Polar Express where it goes across the lake and it just completely goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's at that part, is it? Yeah, it's at that part. It might go back on the rails at some point. You never know. I don't know if he's going to be back to direct the next one. We'll have to mm. see. Or the next three. Yeah. yeah, or the next three. Yeah. yeah, there's three more of these. Yeah. Okay, we'll jump into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie and you care about spoilers, go and watch the movie by all means and come back and listen to us. But if you don't care about spoilers, then just keep listening, I guess. Mm. All right. So we'll start. How are we going to do this? Do you want to do this the way we normally do it and just go through the story and say what we what we think? Yeah, let's go through the main story parts. The first part of the movie is really good. Yeah. yeah when Grindelwald thought... escapes. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a very well done scene. It was, uh, it's sort of like the moment he put him into that into that cart, and you see, I can't remember, were they festivals or something? I think that was, th- I yeah, think they're festivals. Yeah, 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 it was just yeah. something about that scene. It was like, oh my god, this feels like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, and you see how powerful he is as well in that. Yeah, scene. he just he just rips them all apart. Yeah, no, it's really really good. I'm not sh- I'm not too sure why that ministry guy decided to join him or if it was just manipulation or because there was a hint he was saying that Grindelwald was very manipulative very yeah. convincing with his words yeah which is part of the movie to begin with but not really explored that much again. yeah yeah I was hoping they would explore that more because it would make perfect sense I mean in the books you realize that he him and Dumbledore really got along and it would like yeah it makes sense yeah. it makes sense so yeah. yeah that scene was done very well I thought he does some cool magic which is the only part in the movie where he does cool magic yeah, that's true. That's Even true. The, the end scene where he does magic is shit because it's just a fire. Who the yeah. fuck is? <laughs> <laughs> so blue fire. It's yeah. not that amazing. Yeah. I, I, there's a part in that scene that I actually laughed. I, I'll tell you when, <laughs> once we get to that scene. But... There's one thing. What was that creature at the start? That, yeah, was, that guarding was so him? random. Yeah. That was really random. I don't random. know what, what was on about. What was that? It was yeah. some random creature that it's like on the minister guy's face. Yeah. And then he picks it up and he's like, you're too clingy. And he chucks it out the window. I think that's just that's just foreshadowing for what the rest of the movie is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, that scene was pretty good, I reckon. Yeah. Well, that scene, it gives you high expectations, but it ends on a low, which is kind of what the whole movie does. Yeah. It builds you up and then it just... Yeah. yeah. And you also get a glimpse of that, um, that blood pact. That yes. That little emblem thing that he, he carries around. That yeah. he carries around, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just some bling. He doesn't want to miss out on either locket, but it's a bit more important than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So then we skip to three months later and we, we meet Newt, Newt in the Ministry of Magic. Mm. Uh, apparently he wasn't meant to be travelling overseas or something and he got caught and now he can't. I think it was more he caused a lot he of commotion in New now. America and now yeah. he can't travel. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it was just like the Ministry up there probably like, I don't know, they probably exchanged a few words. It wasn't really... His fault, though. It's not really exactly, explained yeah. that well. <laughs> yeah. That's but the there's this exposition scene that happens afterwards where it's like, Credence is alive. Grindelwald's after Credence. We want you to search for Credence. <laughs> <laughs> they just tell him that, and they tell us that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the funniest part of the movie, 
this guy standing in the corner of the room for the whole time. He's the job right like, now. Who is Who this, guy? this guy? And he's in like two other scenes afterwards, and that's it. And it's it's yeah, never explained who the fuck that guy is. I just realized I don't even know what happens to the guy. <laughs> who, who is that guy? So he's obviously he's working with Grindelwald, right? We'll find out later. He's working with yeah. Grindelwald. But there's clearly some history between him and Newt because Newt's like, "Oh, this guy," when he walks into. They the never explained it. Yeah, they never explained that. <laughs> so what is he doing here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who he is or what he was doing. Why he was waiting in the corner of the room for the whole time. <laughs> so funny. Uh, we also see Theseus and Lita in that scene. Yes. So we get the first look at Lita and, and Theseus, and um, they've done really well with the casting. I think with Theseus, he looks amazingly like Newt Scamander. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, they look really similar. I wouldn't be surprised if they're related. Yeah. So the scene <laughs> happens. So um, he's so he gets told that you know um, he'll he'll be allowed to travel and finish his book if he agrees to find Credence. The guy turns up, Newt loses his shit and walks out, um, and then Theseus gives him a hug and says Some reason. that they're watching him. But apparently not, because he does all this other stuff in the movie and nothing ever happens. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not anymore, they don't. <laughs> Maybe he meant he was just watching them until he exited the ministry. Well, th- there is that guy that follows him after ministry, and then he, like, blows him away with the wind. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that right. Scene? That's scene, yeah. yeah. He blows him away. And then he meets Dumbledore. That's right, yeah. Which is a cool that's scene. A scene. That's a cool yeah. scene, yeah. yeah. I was actually, I actually felt kind of underwhelmed by that scene. I was like, it just doesn't feel like Dumbledore to meet on a random rooftop somewhere, you know, like. Maybe in his youth, he, maybe, was, uh, yeah, maybe he was more adventurous. More <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was a bit more romantic in his youth. Yeah. He, he was definitely rooftops. much more well-dressed in his youth than he was yeah. when he gets older. <laughs> He's got a nice ass. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I wasn't uh, paying attention to that. I didn't, I didn't realize there were shots of his... Uh, Oh, there's lots yeah. of shots of his ass. Rewatch it and then you'll see it. <laughs> I guess I got a reason to go give them more money now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was really good though. He's he's got that twinkle in his eye. He does, yeah, yeah. He does give you that same magical presence. Yeah. That the that the that Dumbledore gave you in the books and in the movies. And he's always like got this cheeky smile on his face, even though he's like about to die or like they're like interrogating him and stuff so. yeah yeah i think it's it's almost always like he always feels you always feel as though he's like five six steps ahead yeah of he's the situation. always in control he's always yeah. in control Obviously Which, even in the on, but, yeah, yeah original series he was yeah so. until the sixth end of the sixth one where where he's uh drinking water and hallucinating <laughs> yeah Maybe after a couple of tequila shots <laughs> well yeah I think I think <laughs> I think he knew that would happen too. He was, he was yeah. ahead of it as well. Yeah, I think he knew that, but yeah, yeah. he, he also knew that he was going to die soon. So, but basically, he's he, Jude Law captures the magic. I think he's better than the guy in the third. Ma- Michael Gambon. I hate Michael Gambon <laughs> as Dumbledore. <laughs> no, nah, he peaked in the fourth one. Peaked as in peaked in how shit he is. <laughs> That. I thought he peaked in the sixth one, just as he fell, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'm not a massive fan of Michael Gammon as Dumbledore. I like the old dude that dies. But he sounded like he was going to die. We watched the yeah. first one recently, and he just sounds very lethargic. Like, he's like, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Um, I, no, but, I, I, think, I, I don't think um, uh, Harry Senior would have been able to do 
three to six, no, or three have. to seven, the way that Michael Gammon did. It was just um, yeah, like the, the acting was just. He different. He wouldn't be able to yeah, do all different. the yeah. action stuff. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. he wouldn't have. Especially yeah. the fight scene with Voldemort. That would have been. Yeah, so no, that would have been. Yeah, hard. that would have been yeah. hard. Weird thing. Why did Dumbledore age like twenty years in the span of this movie? <laughs> did you guys realize that? Yeah, I think that was just a. I did notice that he had a lot more grey hairs. Um, yeah, he looked so a much lot more older. Gray hair. I think it was... was it because so there was flashback scenes, right? When Newt's like younger. Are you talking oh, yeah, about maybe that? I'll, maybe I got yeah. confused between the flashback scenes and yeah the current scene because he looks yeah, that would make sense. he looks the yeah. same, but just his hair's not as grey. And then in like towards the end of the movie, his hair's a bit greyer. That's it. I looked, I looked at the end. I'm like, how how much time did this movie take take? Like, how long is the movie in actual... I don't think it was that long. Maybe, like, a week? Yeah. (laughs) It just seemed like he aged, like, he aged, like, two years in that week. Yeah. I felt... For me, I felt that they were just trying to get the impression that he was under a lot of stress. But, again, it doesn't really explain why. Like, in the books, you sort of understand that he's he's, like, fighting against this whole urge. Um, Like, the Ministry asked him to fight Grindelwald many times, but he, he always declines. He's worried about facing that fear. In the movie, they don't explain that, obviously, but I think yeah. they were, that's what they were trying to go for. Like, he's just under a lot of stress, and he just he looks, yeah, he just looks older or tired yeah. or whatever it is. How old was Dumbledore when he died? When he died, 100 and, 110, I think. He was born 1880. He died in, in 1980s, and he, was, he died in 1997. I'll look it up. Dumbledore death age. Pretty sure he was 100 and something. 150, about 150. 150? No, 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 he was 115 when he died. Oh yeah, it says at first it said about one fifty years, and then when you read into it, it says he was either one fifteen or one sixteen when he died. That, that's not even close to being one fifty. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's so like, born eighteen eighty one, died nineteen ninety seven. So I guess it makes sense because he, in the Harry Potter movies, he he looks very old. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> compared to how he looks in this. So yeah, we skipped around a bit, but we um, skipped around, but. So we're up to when we meet Dumbledore. So after that, what happens he after goes that? To Paris. He goes to Paris not because Dumbledore told him, but because Tina's there. That was my interpretation of it. Yeah, that's what my interpretation was as well. So he, yeah. he gets given the card by Dumbledore. But he's Dumbledore still reluctant him. to sort of do it. Yeah, he's reluctant. So there's a, he finds out, he goes home, and then, oh, and then Queenie he, turns up. And then Queenie with, and with Jacob, yeah. This is when things start to get a yeah. bit this crazy because... I didn't understand why she'd need to put a, a spell on him to make him marry her. And mm. that whole scene, it changes very quickly. So firstly, it looks like they're in love. And then obviously you find out there's a spell. And then he takes a spell off him. And then they have an argument. And then she just goes crazy and just leaves him. Yeah. That's one thing I don't understand. So her story, the reason she got upset is because Jacob didn't want to marry her. Yeah. For fear of her being imprisoned for breaking the statutory law, whatever it is about yes. marrying her. Yeah. Marriages. But I'm pretty sure that's only there in America. Because when Newt comes yeah. to America, he says that America is the one that has the backward laws. Of yeah. yeah. And why that's why that's why they come to London. London. Why don't they just go to the UK or Paris or like wherever yeah. it was? Well, that, that's why she brings him to the UK. But I don't, re- I don't know why she had to put a spell on him because he would have agreed yeah. to do it. I'm he pretty sure. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not, I mean, I don't think they would have mind have, have minded living in the UK. Yeah, if it meant that they could be it's, together. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah even it doesn't make sense. Even if they explain something as simple as Jacob didn't want to leave his bakery in America. Yeah, something, something just like you know, give give a reason, give an explanation. And what happens yeah. afterwards so with after, her character later yeah. in the movie yeah, yeah. makes absolutely no sense with regards yeah. to what. 
she yeah like what she says at the start of the yeah. movie yeah i can't imagine <laughs> someone like that like of her intellect and she's a ligaments as well and she never yeah. uses that against grindelwald for some reason yeah. it's uh very suspect decisions made in the end. <laughs> <laughs> considering she's in love with it with the muggle why would she side with Grindelwald? It yeah, makes he's, no he's sense. Famous for torturing Muggles. <laughs> <laughs> he kills them. He straight up kills. He kills a little kid at the start of this movie. Yeah. The Muggle. Oh no, he doesn't. His henchman does. Yeah, yeah his henchman oh, remember does. no crimes. That was actually yeah. interesting because yeah, he doesn't do any crimes. The the because I watched the first movie very recently, and the angle they show that little kid with, I don't know how I sort of recognize this, but the angle they show that little kid is the same angle. They show Harry, and I think they kind of establish the difference between Voldemort and Grindelwald in that Grindelwald, he didn't kill the child himself. He got someone else to do it for him, whereas Voldemort was willing to do everything himself. He was willing to kill people by himself. Um, He was more evil, I guess, than Grindelwald in a way, Um, whereas Grindelwald, he is evil, but I think there's still... But he's also a nice guy. There's a slightly good part to him. Maybe. I see what they're trying to go with. In that they're trying to say that he's not... He and he sort of talks about this at the end as well. He's, he's not a complete... Yeah. Maniac. He's not an anarchist. He's just... You know, he's, he's got a vision. Yeah. And he wants to see it through. And he, he obviously sees himself as the hero of his story. See, the thing... Here's the thing though, right? There's a lot of... We're never really told exactly how bad Grindelwald is. All we know yeah. is that he was the Dark Lord before Voldemort. With, yeah. Everything, his war was basically the World War One of the Wizarding World. Yes. And yeah. he imprisoned his enemies in Nurmengard, which was his headquarters or the, the, the fortress that he built to imprison his enemies. Which you see at the end of the movie, actually. You do. You do yeah. see Nurmengard. And it's actually, uh, it's actually very similar to the design of the seventh Harry Potter movie when Harry has the, um, the vision of Voldemort visiting... Grindelwald, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very similar design. So that was um, it was a cool Easter egg that they did there. I think because Voldemort, they established that he, since he's born through a love potion, basically, he can't feel love or emotion. He's very detached from people in general. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Grindelwald's different in the way he, I think he can empathize with people. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a monster as such, mm-hmm. but he, just the, the means which he, takes to achieve his dreams is is not the right one yeah quite radical that was i I guess that was one good part that was like two seconds of the yeah this two or two and a half hour movie (laughs) and then okay so queenie comes uh she leaves life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jacob then tells... Does Jacob then tell Newt about Tina being in Paris? No, I think he finds a postcard. Postcard, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so they find the postcard. And then they decide to go to Paris. <laughs> and there's there's a scene how they walk to the edge of the UK and there's a port key or something. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah the port yeah. key. This starts all really slow. It is. It's yeah. quite slow. And but it's it's slow, but you can handle it because the characters are... At least they're likeable, the characters. So it's not the worst, but yeah. yeah. Yep. You kind of want to see more Grindelwald because they, they introduce him in that scene. And yeah, exactly. What he does, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So Grindelwald's in Paris as well, looking for Credence. Credence is, Credence is in Paris. He's in this circus with Nagini. Some random shit happens and they escape the circus. <laughs> Pretty much. That's the yeah. best way you can explain it. So um, Nagini, there was no reason for her to be Nagini. Yeah, she's she's in this movie. <laughs> she's in this movie. Oh, so like, I feel like they just did that. They're like, oh, Harry Potter fans will love this because it's a character that they know. She doesn't... She didn't even need to be in the movie, to be honest. She's... She doesn't do yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. There's decisions that, like, you know, why can't Nagini just be a snake? Yeah. She didn't need to be a person. Yeah. And then there's that massive exposition scene, how he's telling the audience, he's like, she's going to be, she's going to turn to a snake and she won't be able to turn back one day. And like, he's just telling the audience directly, like, the backstory of Nagini. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Are, are those people... The audience, are they magical community members? I think so. But I there was a lot of confusion in this movie because there's some scenes where I didn't know if it was in the magical world or the real world. Yeah, yeah. I had Like, there'd be stuff world. happening. Like, Beast would be running on the streets of Paris. And I'm like, why aren't they more surprised? Like, why aren't I normal it, people... It's all, it's all in the magical world. It's implied it's all in the magical, magical world. Magical world? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That would make sense. But yeah. there was nothing that convinced me that it was. Yeah. 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 And it's like, even the transformation, that whole scene with Nagini, like, surely some of those magical members have seen Animagi before, or have known yeah. Animagi, or yeah. have seen, or are aware of Animagi. Like, if it was a werewolf, that would be much more scary, in my opinion, because they're so much more rare. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't even know the name of what she is. But yeah, the decision to include her into the movie, I felt, was just retconning She's, some of the... She doesn't serve any relevance in the plot. She just follows Credence around until the end. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now there's gonna be some she's gonna find Voldemort Tom Riddle somehow and Yeah. It's just it's a bit weird. It's like barring all the racial things about uh, a Southeast Asian turning actor, to a snake. Turning yeah. to a snake yeah. and then becoming a subjugated Horcrux for Voldemort and yeah. providing milk for him and all this <clears> other <throat> stuff that, that people have, have talked about. And this was what happened when she was cast as Nagini. That it just highlights there's no need to redo some of the law as it was. You can keep it as it was, and I, I, I'm, there's a lot of decisions that were being made about the Not law. Not everyone that had been needs a backstory. Exactly, the snake yeah. doesn't need the backstory. Exactly, yeah, definitely didn't. And she ends up starting with Voldemort, right? She does. So why doesn't she like Grindelwald? Because 
it's it, it there must be it must be a mystery box for the next movie there's going to be some character turn or something there's there's a lot of stuff in this movie where they've put some mystery it's like star wars uh, the force, force awakens where yeah. they put a lot of mystery boxes in it to make people interested about what's going to happen in the next Except movie it's much more boring than that movie at least that movie was interesting to yeah, watch and yeah. it leaves on a cliffhanger and it definitely sets yes. up for a good like everyone was anticipating the last jedi massively and this one i don't think it's set it up like i don't think people are going to be dying to watch the next one after no. watching this one it's yeah. just it's too much setup yeah for a five-part series there was a lot of setup in this movie so nagini uh they escape um and then place. there's the the lestrange is it Yusuf, Yusuf, yeah. Yusuf, yeah. Which There's is, a... uh, he, he's in this movie. He's in it. So the first yeah. time, yeah, so Queenie, sorry, not Queenie, Tina is in Paris. She's there when the whole circus thing breaks out and then turns around and Yusuf's there. Yeah, and, and he's also searching for Credence yeah. for some reason. Yeah, so you find that they're searching for the same person and he says that he's got something to show her. I can't remember exactly how he convinces her to go. It's but... really creepy. He's like, it I've is. got something to show you. Yeah. Come into my dungeon and let me show you. <laughs> let me show you what I got. <laughs> like, magic or non-magic, like, you should not be following that. that is that all this guy does? Like, he does the same thing to Newt and Jacob later. He's like, oh, okay, just follow me. And then he just tucks it in the chamber, <laughs> locks them up. And Tina being the aura that she is goes, yeah, I'll join you, mate. Yeah, let's let's go look at what you have to show me. <laughs> <laughs> she was interested for some reason. <laughs> so, yeah, they go. And then that's when, is that when Newton Jacob yeah, land in Paris? Yeah, they land in Paris. There's some cool magic here where they land in Paris and he finds a way to find her. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole history yeah. thing. It's a, it's an interesting kind of magic. There's a question I've always had, but Newt was expelled from Hogwarts. No, nah, he got reaccepted back in. He did, yeah. Okay, so he got expelled, Good. and then Dumbledore gets him back in. Does he actually? I thought he vouched for him, but he he never got accepted back in, and that's why I he think went. He out. gets accepted back in. Does he? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking because it's, it's, it looks like very advanced magic for someone who never finished. But I think his magic's very different. Like he's good with creatures. And yeah. So I think yeah, it's different to a lot of. He, he yeah. seems like. <laughs> In in the last two movies, if no one knows anything about Harry Potter lore at all, they would think Newt is the strongest wizard in the in the in the movies. If they did not know anything, no, he's yeah. very good with creatures. We saw there's a weird scene where he's like licking the concrete up. Yeah, that was um, a bit weird. But I think yeah. they were trying to replicate some of the uh, his weird tendencies from the first, first movie, one. But it doesn't yeah. work because he's not working with an animal here. He's working with a crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he ends up getting a trail. And then he goes to the dungeon as well. <laughs> it's it's funny, like, so they get locked in the dungeon, but like a minute later they're out. And the guy yeah. the guy just collapses as well. Yeah, he has that weird eye Because bump. he yeah. has a fantastic <laughs> base in his eye. <laughs> that thing is so weird because there's a scene with him in the mirror when he's putting the eye drops in and you see something in his eye and you're yeah. like, oh my God, what is this? And you find out later it's just a small bug and it's because he's in the sewer. Yeah. And that's it. And there's no, there's nothing else to that story. Like, like, like why that... was he putting eye drops in his eye? <laughs> Yeah, why not? Take, he's a wizard, isn't he? No. So was that required for the story, or was that was that just a shoe in another uh, fantastic piece? I, I maybe? feel like it was just a shoe, and I felt like yeah. they were just trying to push in something to be like, oh my god, this guy's this character's interesting now for, <laughs> for about twenty minutes, thirty minutes or so. And then they go to Nick Nick Flamel's house. That's yeah, right. they go to Nicholas yeah, Flamel's yeah. house. That was a very pleasant surprise. 
I thought, mainly because it does fit in with law. So Nicolas Fumel did attend Beaubaton's Academy, and he, yeah. did, he does live in Paris with his, and he's with his wife. French, yeah. Uh, and he, he is French. Yeah. Um, so I, I was pleasant surprised um, that he, he showed up. I was not happy that he was there at the end of the movie at the battle. That was <laughs> yeah. very unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, he's, he needed to be there. <laughs> I thought it was going to use alchemy at the end to destroy the... Um... Or something other than just put your wands on the gun. He didn't explain it much, though, did he? Yeah. I mean, like... He just does a spell. I'm like, why, why the fuck did you come there to do a spell? Use, like, potions or alchemy or something. Yeah, yeah that's a speciality. What about, what about the original? Like, I'm pretty sure this is when Dumbledore starts collating members for the Order of the Phoenix. And that chick that Nicholas Lamar was talking to, I don't know who she was, but I'm pretty sure that she would have been able to help as well. I don't know why she sent Nicholas Lamar when... Was she dead? He's talking. Was she? I thought because that she's, book he's was like to a picture, isn't he? I thought that was like a um. Is that like a phone book? Yeah, like the the um. Oh, you know what? She could be dead. Yeah, yeah she might be. I, I think he was just sense. talking to a picture. Okay, yeah. okay, that, that would make sense. Who was that? Yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I don't understand. The why two he mysteries in this movie: who the fuck's that guy in the corner at the start of the movie, and who's that chick in the picture? Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, after that scene, I think it goes to where Credence... Yeah, with the guy in the corner comes back. Yeah, just that editing that scene, it's just weird. Like, there's another scene where Grindelwald comes to meet Credence, mm. and he's just sitting on the roof. <laughs> just sitting on the roof, casually. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not sitting on the roof. He's, like, lying down it's in like a seductive pose. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, he's just... Uh, it's weird. So the scene with... So the, I actually thought the scene where Credence finds his nanny was actually pretty interesting. Like, yeah, I was, that was, I was actually engaged in that scene. It was good. And then that like weird the guy, no one knows, comes out and decides <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> oh. Also, the auras are really Avada Kedavra heavy in this movie. Like, they just bring it out straight away. They're like, Avada Kedavra, fuck you. Killing it's, spells everywhere. Again, yeah. you know, it's the whole... <laughs> Yeah, there's just there's a lot of that, and even I felt honestly felt the auras were pretty weak in the movie. For, yeah, for being auras like they they talk about it in the Harry Potter. They book. just being keep doing a Vada Kedavra. Yeah, yeah. yeah, being an aura is not is not an easy thing to get into. And isn't a Vada Kedavra like it's really hard to cast right? You have to like actually want to kill that person. Like it's not something you just do. Like, One of the auras <laughs> just randomly kills the yeah. chick at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, so the the, the nanny um, dies. She does tell him that that she was his his nurse, and he, he has that moment of of closure again. And then she dies, and he's back to where he was like ten minutes. Yeah, ago. like two <laughs> seconds. The worst character development. So in the end, it was a totally useless moment. It was. Yeah, um, Nagini's pretty useless in that scene as well. Nagini turns into a snake and then does nothing. She turns yeah. straight back into a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. it's like wait, yeah. I don't want to turn into a snake forever. No, no, I'm going back to a person. No, I'm coming back. Yeah, <laughs> and then we we find out that that. Aura, who's working for the Ministry, is actually helping Grindelwald. They have a slight altercation. He says that he's risking a lot of stuff by helping him out, and Grindelwald persuades him, and then you never see him again. Yeah. yeah. They're just talking in the saw, right? Then he's just waiting in other corners of rooms until he's ready to be be announced. Uh, But yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in in the other movies. Yep, so Credence is obviously very upset, um, and that's when the scene with On the Rooftop happens. Is that just after that, Grindelwald sees him on the rooftop, and he gives him that piece of paper... It's a bit after that. There's there's stuff we've already talked about that happens in the middle. Well, there's the part where all the all the auras turn up to Hogwarts mm. to have a chat with Dumbledore. Do you remember? Which Eddie's was really time. random. Like they turn up to Hogwarts, threaten him, and then they're like, "Find find Grindelwald for us." It's like, okay. It doesn't make any sense because I'm pretty. Do they sure. do they apparate into Hogwarts? They do. So that's one mistake. Is it outside the wall? 
They apparate onto the grounds, and I'm pretty sure you can't. They just apparate onto, onto the bridge that leads into Hogwarts. You can't. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't. But then again, Dumbledore says that at being headmaster, he's got some perks. Eh? So yeah. maybe the, I mean, someone said that something about maybe the headmaster has the ability to give, like, to allow people to apparate in and apparate out. And he might have then, but he didn't know they were coming. So. But he, he wasn't headmaster yet, right? No, he was yeah. Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. So else. maybe he only instated that. No operating into Hogwarts rule when he became headmaster. Maybe, possibly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, yeah. Dumbledore's meant to teach, teach Transfiguration. Well, maybe he does afterwards, but I, I never knew he'd used to teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. He used to, he was meant to teach Transfiguration. Uh, maybe because they shoehorned Professor McGonagall into this movie, even though she's technically not even born, she's not alive. <laughs> yeah, and then they, yeah, they throw him and say fight Grindelwald, and then he's like, nah, bruh, and then they're like. Fuck! You can't do magic anymore. It's <laughs> 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 basically it. Yeah. yeah the it, it, again it doesn't make sense because before during this whole era, it's been told that Dumbledore had a really good relationship with the Ministry. They asked him many times to become the minister, magic, yeah, and he rejected on many occasions. And now suddenly, there's another guy who's in charge of the Ministry of Magic who just happens to be a dick because yeah. apparently the Ministry always has to be against Dumbledore. And yeah, they do that weird bracelet thing like yeah you can't cast any magic without, without i'm pretty sure dumbledore could have handled that i'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> and it wouldn't have mattered if he went against them anyway yeah i don't think it would have mattered they wouldn't have said anything yeah yeah it's like what are you what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. and it's like why, why does that uh, even that decision to put bracelets around him so that you can monitor the magic that he's casting why does that matter yeah like, yeah what, so he like, can't what? wash his dishes without using <laughs> It's like, oh, Dumbledore's washing his dishes again. <laughs> we got it this time. Yeah. He's been using a spell in the bathroom for a while now. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of decisions being made in that scene. Um, and it was a good scene. And there was the whole, obviously, the throwback with McClagan being the student that stood up for Dumbledore saying he's the best yeah, student. But I think it was... Also, kind of shoehorned in. Will it be... It would be McClagan's... Uh, grandfather, grandfather, great grandfather, grandfather. I think, Grand- grandfather. yeah, probably grandfather. Seven, and then yeah, probably grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. Yeah. So it, it it would be the um the 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 guy who founded the werewolf potion, the werewolf bane potion. I'm pretty sure Slughorn mentions um that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like he's in the Slug Club. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that mean Slughorn's meant to be alive in this movie? Isn't he? Mm, no, I don't. No, it, it, I I made that up. It doesn't have to be true. There's no, there's no, oh, no, no, no. He, he, he has to be... I'm pretty sure he's alive during the era. I don't think he's in the movie. He's obviously not in the movie, but... He might be alive. Oh, no, he was. He, he taught Tom Riddle, so he wouldn't... He'd he be alive. He was master from 1920s to 1981. He, oh, so yeah. maybe he yeah. was. He was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's a flashback sequence with Leader Lestrange. Yep. When she was at... At Hogwarts, yep. yeah. That that seems very reminiscent of the third movie where Lupin does the bog hit. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. That's it is. Yeah. done very well, I thought. Um, again, there's a mystery about what what actually was her her greatest fear. You don't really understand it when you see it the first it's time. A dead the baby. baby floating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, the first time you see it, you're like, what what actually is that? Yeah. It feels it looks weird. And then there's her going through the halls, and she she takes a look at that uh, the wardrobe and she sees like l plus n yes yep. yeah, yeah um and it it, it gives a, a hint towards like some sort of romantic history that her and newt had yes but then they don't explain why she got with theseus like that was never really never really brought up which was a bit confusing to me i thought and then her and dumbledore have an argument about nothing 
Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. there's another thing as well. Like Dumbledore's, if he's known for anything, it's about treating every student equally. And he's shown that with, with Lupin, like me being a werewolf uh, at school, he, he let, let him teach there, especially after being being bitten and, and whatnot. And I, I can't imagine why Leader would be angry at Dumbledore for anything. And they don't explain why. It's just an altercation for no reason. And um... So McGonagall was there in this movie. She was she was there when Leader Lestrange was a student. <laughs> I'm try- I tried to go online and maybe I'm like, oh, maybe it's not Minerva. Maybe it's like someone else. But she's, her dad was a muggle. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, a blood. Yeah. And her mum's a wizard. So all the McGonagall's before her were not wizards. So it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because she was there when Lita Lestrange was a student. So she, that was like, 15 years before hmm. so it's there's, even more wrong there's one theory i saw about um a time turner possibility and that's why she's aware of time turners and she gives Hermione the time turner um in number three but that's just way too much reckoning of, of the law so there's she no... time turned back in time so she could teach teach <laughs> transfiguration no no it was more i think the that's how much she that. loves her job yeah. <laughs> i think the theory was that she went forward in time somehow how'd she get older though I don't know. <laughs> I got no clue. How did she turn into Maggie Smith? <laughs> Let's just tweet J.K. Rowling right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was another decision to put in a character that was again not needed. Yeah. There was no need for her to be there. Because the Order is only formed when Voldemort is rising, right? Yeah, the official Orders are yeah. formed then. Yeah, so we see that scene. And then it goes back all the way to Newt. And they're, they're, they're in Nicholas Flamel's house. and They go to the Ministry. They go to the ministry. That's right. The French ministry. The French right? ministry. Yeah. And yeah. Jacob is there with with Flamel and that guy. Yusuf. Yeah, and that guy escapes. And yep. then they yeah. all kind of converge on the on the cemetery side. So we do see that one scene with a bit earlier on in the movie with Grindelwald's henchmen taking something out of the ministry. Yes, like that that yeah. book. And so you have this sort of like, what are they taking out? And then you realize later it's the Lestrange family tree. But it's also different to the other Lestrange family tree because it like it's like a pop up book. This one, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a pop up yeah. book. But why did they need to take? Like, what I don't understand is why they took it. Would they need to manipulate it in some way or put it somewhere else so that they could? I think it was just them? a very elaborate plan of trying to get everyone to the same spot. So they wanted right. credence to be there when they explained right. it or something. That's the only expla- explanation I can come up with. They could have makes- just said, hey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> come here that's, that's another way they could have done it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like Grindelwald says, like, oh, he's following all the steps. Yeah. And- I guess it's to get him hopeful that he's going to find out who his family is. And then crush his dreams again. Yeah, just yeah. get him to crush his dreams three separate times, and then he's <laughs> so ready that, to join. So then he you. gets desperate enough to join Grindelwald, yeah. probably. Okay, so Newt and uh, and T- Tina, Tina, yeah, Newt and Tina yeah. infiltrate the Ministry. Yeah. Theseus capt- like, finds them out immediately with the worst infiltration ever. And um, that that must be the worst polo juice ever. It, like wears off in like, like two minutes. Yeah. Well, I think he said it would only last until he got inside. It was only like a small vial. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, he said it yeah. would only last for that long. But yeah, it shows his his alcohemy work. Or, yeah, so those, it shows his potions work. Yeah, it's not that that wasn't his strength. That's yeah. why he got expelled. <laughs> Should have got Nicholas for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the guy's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go to the ministry. They try and find the the book. They find out it's been. Taken and there's a note there, obviously left by Grindelwald's henchmen about move to another. Yep, move to the Lestrange family 
arc, uh, the fam, the, the the crypt, the strange crypt. There's a really quick cut here, so it's like Leda, um, Newt. That's and, right, and Tina. Um, yep. And Tina escaped the ministry on the back yep. of one of the creatures beforehand. Yep. That's it cuts right. to back at the um, cemetery site, and Yusuf's holding his wand against um, Credence and Nagini, and then immediately Leda walks in and holds her wand against Yusuf. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that's right. It's yeah. the quickest cut. Yeah, yeah, it's such a big cut. And what, what I don't understand is because they let Newt and Tina in, to to the vault, right at the Ministry of Magic, and then they let Leda in again. Like I think that lady knew because she presses something. Oh, okay. She, she like goes to a desk and she's like, so she lets she calls Leda the in, cats. She and calls, then she calls she the cats. The cat button. Oh, the cats were the running. Cats, yeah. They're running yeah. across Paris, getting to the Ministry. So yeah. it took them yeah. some time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. the apparatus to the crypt. No, no, the monster takes them there. Does the, the monster beast. take them? The beast uh, takes them. They just land there or something, don't they? Does the beast yeah. take them? The beast like, goes through this wormhole him. and then he lands in the he lands Oh, in was the that cemetery. the beast? Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought that was um that was just Newt apparating everyone. Nah, there's like this exposition scene at the start where he's like, this beast can go from one side of Paris to the to other the in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought he just meant they were really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fast. It's funny that it landed right where they wanted it to land. Like just right there. I mean, they, yeah. they had to stop Yusuf. <laughs> and so that exposition scene. I, I kind of like this exposition scene, but like it was an It's funny how scene. Newt and Tina are just standing there. They're just like, oh, this is interesting. There's a lot of people standing there. Like <laughs> Nagini's just standing there. Yeah, I know. What the hell is she doing there? There's a lot of, Jacob's there's a lot of questions. just standing there. Everyone's, everyone's of... just... Yeah. Jacob's just in the corner. He's like waiting for this door to open. It's like, oh, Queenie's down like, here. Oh, the door's open. He's standing in the corner with that other guy that's always in the corners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they do the exposition scene. Um, there's a lot of questions that you get immediately, especially with the big reveal at the end. But she does the scene. I was going to ask this at the end. Is Leda Lestrange directly related to... Bellatrix Lestrange. Is there another Lestrange that follows on the family line? Or... So I saw this, yeah. So they are related. Um, let me just get the family tree up. Is it the I brother suppose. of... Because obviously Lestrange. Leda Lestrange isn't going to have any kids anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's not. Um, no, no, it's not her. It's her. Um, she's like a cousin. I saw the family tree. Because Bellatrix marries Lestrange, right? He, she marries a Lestrange. She marries a Lestrange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did see something. I'm not sure if it's really well explained though. Like the family tree was complex enough as it is, and this just opens up a sibling to Bellatrix's husband. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's a sibling really to the yeah, yeah to the husband. Yeah. Sibling to Bellatrix's husband. Because this is before, right? Because Bellatrix would have been born much later. Yeah, Much later. Yeah, yeah, much later. Yeah. So all I have here is the Corvus bloodline. So it's just the Lestrange family. It starts with Corvus Lestrange and the Rosier family, which is Heloise Beaufort. So it's just like, it's literally Lita Lestrange's great-great-grandmother, grandfather, was Corvus Lestrange. The first. Okay. The first Corvus Lestrange. So that's all it starts. All, all, All we can assume is Bellatrix is a descendant of... The family line in some way. So the Lestrange family must be a big family. It must Maybe, be. Yeah. yeah. There must be several yeah. siblings. Yeah. Because there's... At one point, there's four siblings. So there's... Okay. M. Lestrange. 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 So it just... It, it must branch out some way. So there's a lot of family things there. And it's obviously going to be... I'm sure that's not going to be too hard to sort of explain. But she, she must be related to Bellatrix, obviously. Yes. Yeah. 
that that scene was interesting. I didn't really it didn't really affect me in any way. I, I wasn't really emotionally tied to any of the characters. I nah, wasn't really emotionally I, invested in her story. I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, it was just a bit of okay, cool. Let's just tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that scene happens. Bit of explanation. Um, we find out Credence is not a Lestrange. So <laughs> yeah, it's he's, like he's back to square one. He's like, who the hell am I? <laughs> Two hours of the movie, we're back. It's like, fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> right back to where we started. And then they go inside. They open that door. Who opens the? It just opens. It just like, opens. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. you're done with the explanation. Okay, come in. <laughs> he, he was waiting. The guy yeah. in the corner was waiting for the explanation to be done. That was his third job. <laughs> It's funny how Jacob's just standing there. It's like, hey, let's go in here. Queenie's it's, in here. It's like, Queenie's <laughs> in here. How the fuck do you know Queenie's in there? She could be anywhere, mate. You saw a ball where you saw them together. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he sees the ball. So they go inside and then there's the whole scene with Grindelwald. Um, I actually thought that scene was, was good. The way yeah, he, it was actually, his, his explanation it was actually was all right. really well. Like, yeah. The way he communicates to everyone, that was very like, it was done really well. And then the auras come and I think Dumbledore tells Theseus not to get involved. And then, and he, he, he actually, I think I, Theseus was trying to follow that. Like he was saying, yeah. like, don't get involved. But then there was anything. that one guy who just does a Vada Kedavra on Yeah, something. the one guy who <laughs> flat out a Vada Kedavra straight up. Like he didn't even know what she was going to do. Like she yeah. might not have been trying to kill him. Yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot more, there's a lot more followers than, than, um, than Auris. Yeah. 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 There's, there's so many followers already. And, um. The only issue I had with that is that it's it's very... Like, there was never a, a calling for this. You know what I mean? Like, there was never any moment in the movie where people were like, oh, Grindelwald is meeting here. Should we go? Like, there was none of that. It was just like, all these people must have known that this meeting was it happening. Must, that, must that's the been. only thing that... Because it just seemed there way too the, random. There is this calling, but I don't know how it works. He puts curtains on everywhere. And then yeah, everyone oh, knows where curtains to Curtains come out everywhere. It's yeah. Like a weird scene. Yeah, like, I thought that was... You know how the Death Eaters have that, like, they turn black? Yeah. I thought it was something like that, but it's mm. not. So What, yeah, they put, not. C- putting cannons on the building? <laughs> that's the or maybe that's mark. his, like... Um, dark Mark. The Dark Mark, yeah. yeah. That's his version oh. of the Dark Mark. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah. The, that his evil... Dark Mark is protecting people from UV rays. <laughs> 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 his son's mark. I suppose that does make sense because Queenie does see the the leader the, the Lestrange family icon that that hawk bird thingy. I forgot what the bird's name is. Oh but yeah, some port, like glowing yeah. in the in the in the curtain. But still, that like people people would have have to do some investigating. That would be like, oh, what's this bird? Like, yeah, where, this where does bird? this bird lead to? <laughs> and this is only in again. This is only in the magical world, right? Yeah, or else, only like in the normal world. people would be like, what the hell is going on? What are these no, black it's, curtains? It's, yeah, only in the magical world. <laughs> Yeah. So weird. Um, okay, so they do that. That whole scene happens. Lita says, I love you to one of the brothers. I don't know who. She keeps it vague. Because they were standing next to each other. So. That's just cold blooded, man. She's getting married to the brother and she's like, I love you to the younger one. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the auras. The only issue I had with this scene was that. All the auras die. <laughs> not just that, but they're powerless, you know? Like, Grindelwald just... is very strong. Don't get me wrong. But he's not untouchable yeah he's not untouchable this the scene was like it's as though like they're like you know in their first year of Hogwarts and he's like (laughs) this crazy headmaster guy they just just start running and they get fried yeah and they're trying to like fight the flames and whatnot I understand what they're trying to do I think some of them some of them survive most of them die and then some of them and then of course the whole big queenie joining which I thought was stupid before that he had this follower throughout the movie and at one stage he calls 
Dumbledore the Great, Albus Dumbledore, like he's about oh, to say it or yeah, something. Right, yeah. And then he has this fire around where he's standing. <laughs> And his followers can get through the his followers can get through the fire, yeah. and anyone that isn't his follower just dies when they go through the fire. Yeah. And then this guy is walking through the fire, and he just gets burnt and dies. Like he waited till that moment to kill him. He's like, "Wait, I'm going to do it then." To be dramatic, <laughs> yeah. I think it was more just if you're if you truly are loyal, then then you, you can get through. Yeah, maybe he's not. Yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's obviously not loyal <laughs> because he's such a great. Yeah. So but, Queenie Queenie joins Grindelwald. Makes no sense. Yeah, Credence joins <laughs> Grindelwald. Again, doesn't really make much sense. Do, do we? Does Credence know that Grindelwald was Graves? Because I he never he sees does. the reveal. Oh, he never sees I the reveal. Know, actually, yeah, he never sees the reveal happen. And he, like, uh, it just occurred to me. I was like, I don't know if he actually knows that this is like. This is the same guy that sucker punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, so they join. Nagini doesn't join. Lita acts like she's going to join and then tries to kill him. I tries guess. to take him one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, good luck. And dies immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets destroyed. Yeah. Um, it's oh. funny because they walk into... You know when they walk into that, that place and there's all those followers and they're like, this is a trap. And they just walk in anyway. They're just like, okay, let's just walk straight into the trap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's at least have a plan of some sort, but not. Yeah. They're just... <laughs> sure. In the fifth, in the fifth Harry Potter book, Dumbledore casts a disapparate charm in the chamber to prevent people from apparating out. Yes, and I'm pretty sure Grindelwald could have done that easily as well if he really wanted to to keep this as it was. But obviously, they apparate out, so they escape. And then the flames come up, and that's the climax of the movie. The whole like the um the flames. Was he just going to burn down all of Paris or something? Oh, so, I don't know. Yeah. I've got no clue. But they, they all turn up. The um, biggest villain Flamel. of the movie was flames, <laughs> <laughs> and the hero was Flamel. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Lamel shows up. Rocks the unsung like, hero. Form a circle and do the spell. Stick your wands into the ground. Yeah, stick your wands into the ground and say the magic words. Yeah. And we all know that's not how magic works, as we saw <laughs> yeah. with Ron trying to perform that spell. I forgot it already. Um, Guardian Leviosa. Yeah, when Guardian Leviosa. It doesn't work. You can't just say the words. And... <laughs> it's not Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's that's the main thing and then obviously we get the big reveal at the end which I think we're dying to talk about go back to Nermengard Credence is there and uh, Queenie's there and she says that he's very emotional he's not sure if he should have joined but if he's not sure if he should have joined he shouldn't have made it past the flames I think like yeah yeah true if that's how the flames work but yeah Um, or well, maybe it's just whoever Grindelwald wants to yeah, maybe. wants to come through. He just yeah. didn't like that one, Blake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and yeah, he goes to him, gives him a wand, and then reveals his identity. As Aurelius Dumbledore, who's Which raises... not a real character, as far as I know. You've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. So it raises a lot of questions, and there's a lot of theories coming up now. So there's a couple of theories that I've got. Mm. One is... I'll let you explain the the one we discussed. Yeah, sure. One is that he just lied. Someone told me that that theory as well, but I think that's just so shit <laughs> in terms of storytelling <laughs> I think, method. I think yeah. it's just fans hoping for him to lie so that it can still fit with the lore yeah. of the Dumbledore family. Like, why would you put that in the movie if he's just going to lie to him and have yeah, it as a big exactly. reveal? So that's just yeah. a big cop out, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's stupid to just have him as him just lying. And the other one is um, got to do with the Obscurious. Yes, um, that's right. So I read this theory as well. But also, it doesn't make sense why his last name's Dumbledore then. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, like, 
it doesn't mean he just automatically gets a name either. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, the theory is that um, Obscurious can attach itself to another human when they die. So Ariana, it's established that Ariana was an Obscurious, and they're saying that her Obscurious attached to Credence, and hence he, there's a part of Ariana in him at the moment, mm. and that's the part that. Grindelwald is talking to. Yeah. 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 So that's, um, I mean, there's two parts to this theory, I think. There's one where people are saying maybe he's Ariana's son, but again, that doesn't really fit because I think she was 14 when I she died. I think the died. timelines don't make sense. Yeah. Timelines don't make sense. Don't make um, sense. And it wouldn't be Dumbledore's brother. Exactly. Yeah. It's impossible yeah. for him to be Dumbledore's brother because he's yeah. too young and his yeah. father dies. Yeah. In Azkaban. In Azkaban, yeah. And yeah, the mother, Kendra, dies, dies during the outbursts of Ariana when yeah. she was younger. So the only way that that line can make sense is if Grindelwald is talking to Ariana's Obscurial inside Credence. But again, Aurelius Dumbledore. It just gave him a random name. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. And I think the whole Phoenix thing was just a way of telling the fans that he is a Dumbledore. Again, I don't know how. And then it poses the question as to why a Dumbledore would be on the boat to New York. That um, doesn't make sense. The only other theory I heard was that I think Dumbledore had an aunt that might have had a son, but again, why would she be a Dumbledore? The last name would have been Dumbledore then. Yeah, 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 she wouldn't have been a Dumbledore. Unless Percival Dumbledore had a brother who would also be Dumbledore, and this is... Yeah. It still yeah. wouldn't be it his would brother. Be a serious retcon, Still wouldn't yeah. be a brother, but yeah, yeah. It would be a cousin. But yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, those are the theories. But like, why was this never mentioned in any of the other books? at all surely in the memoirs of Dumbledore they surely would have had a mention yeah and it also leads to the whole why was Grindelwald searching for the Obscurial in the first book like did he know that the Obscurious was a Dumbledore was Ariana's Obscurious or did he know that he was searching for a Dumbledore did he only find out that Credence was a Dumbledore after yeah and there's just a lot of questions he also mentions when he's when he's talking to his very loyal follower that only Credence can defeat Dumbledore yeah. or something. Yeah. So I don't know how that works yeah, either. Yeah, he says yeah. the greatest threat to their cause is Dumbledore. Credence couldn't even defeat the guy who hides in corners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was a crazy spell shield that guy cast and he's just smiling yeah. looking at him. <laughs> What is he going to do against Dumbledore? But then again, Dumbledore has the bracelets on him so he's, he's weakened now. Yeah, he's weak. But the bracelets are off now. Yeah, they're off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they remove it. And then Credence does some interior decorating for no reason. Yeah, yeah, he blows the hole in the wall and like... It's like, man, we just built the castle, come on. Dude. Imagine what would have happened if he got his wand from Ollivanders. Yeah. So he's never done magic, right? No. No, he never would have done magic. Okay. That's his first time doing magic. Yeah, that's the first thing he does. He's more yeah. powerful than... Like, destroys a wall. He's more powerful than half the auras that show yeah. The other thing is maybe he is a Lestrange. I don't know. Yeah, that that, that could yeah. be. That, maybe he is a Lestrange. And um, maybe Bellatrix is like his descendant. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. There's one scene we did miss, and that was Dumbledore in front of the mirror of Erizet. And he's looking, and he's looking at what he craves most. And it, it it's weird, because it's more a memory than it is yeah, yeah. It's, what he wants most. Like, it's what he not... craves most, he's already done. He just yeah. wants to do it again. I feel like instead of the mirror of Erizet, they should have done his... Um, what, what do they call it? The, the pensive. The pensive, yeah, yeah the, the pensive. pensive thing would have been cool. That would have been... Yeah. That would have been. That would have more. made more sense. Than yeah, what, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, we see we see why we see what that silver emblem was. It was a blood pact that he made, which I'm not sure how, exactly how it works. I mean, we've we've seen that there are things like unbreakable vows and yeah. and things like that. Blood pact, I'm not sure, but it 
throws a spanner into the whole cog of why he never wanted to fight Grindelwald in the first place. He says in the books that he's always afraid of knowing who was more powerful or who was more skillful because that would have been the person who accidentally killed Ariana during that um, that battle that they had, like that that altercation that they had with between Dumbledore, Aberforth, and Grindelwald. Grindelwald, yeah. But this sort of makes it seem as though he couldn't do it because of the blood pact. Yeah. And he has to find a way to destroy it before he can fight Grindelwald. So it's like, again, it's a bit of retconning and it's not something that ties in with... Because like the way that J.K. Rowling set up Dumbledore's character was perfect. And it was set. And now it's like redoing the, the character almost. I feel. Yeah, almost. It's yeah. interesting, but I'm sure that will come up in the, in the later movies. There's a lot of stuff that they'll have to explain in the later movies. It's just, yeah, it's all over the place. And I think well, the ending scene is they go back to Hogwarts. Um, they give... They go back to Hogwarts and then Newt leaves everyone on the bridge and he he goes in alone for tea. Is everyone else just going to wait on the bridge until he comes back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he gives him the um the blood pact. Dumbledore's like, how did you get this? <laughs> Which sort of begs the question, like, maybe he could have just asked him from the start, you need to get that from him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he probably should have just asked him to get it. Yeah, and yeah. how did the Niffler know to go for that? Like, that's the one thing I, I want to know. Like, there's so, there must have been so many jewels or emblems in that room. Yeah. <laughs> and then Niffler decides to go for the one that, that one. matters the most. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it yeah. is what it is. It um, is, I guess. I mean, the other thing I just wanted to say was... So, I mentioned earlier that Steve Cloves wrote the screenplays for the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, even me back then, were I wasn't completely happy with the Harry Potter movies because they kept leaving out stuff from the book. Mm. But when you watch this movie, you realize why they leave stuff out of books because yeah. it gets you got to let a movie breathe. Like it's not it doesn't work the same way as a book. No, no, you no. can't have as much detail as a book has. Yeah. And I feel like J.K. Rowling wrote this movie like she would write a book. Yeah. Put in as much detail as it would in a book. And that's why it seems very detached and disjointed. Yeah, yeah I think we can see that writing a screenplay is very different. And yeah. we saw that with the Kessa Child as well, like yeah, it's, it's not the same thing. So maybe she needs some help with screen writing. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm still a big fan of J.K. Rowling, but she's starting to lose me a bit with all these retcons and just... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Because um, it begs the question, I mean, there's still three more movies left, right? Yeah. And I think we can say that maybe the reason there wasn't as much Dumbledore and Grindelwald is because they'll show up later. They'll show up right. later, yeah. There's just but so they, they should consider dropping the... Fantastic piece, yeah. maybe, because it's yeah. not really about that anymore. It's not. It's yeah. not about that. Maybe it'll be Crimes of Grindelwald, something else now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the subtitle gets carried on to each movie. Yeah. <laughs> to each movie. Crimes of Grindelwald, he does some more crimes. <laughs> yeah, there's more crimes in this one. Because <laughs> he didn't really do any crimes in the one before. Yeah. <laughs> That's the full title. So I guess... A sequel's in two more years. Mm. They haven't confirmed anything about it. Apart yep. from, I think Eddie Redmayne did mention that it's going to be in Rio de Janeiro. So we know that they're going to touch. Yeah. They're going to touch on all the, all the wizarding communities. Yeah. That's what Jackie Rowling said. The last movie is set in 1945 when the battle happens between yes. Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Yes. Yeah. So that's still 18 years 18 away. Years away. Yeah. So the next three movies have to span 18 years, which is a bit, of, a bit worrying, but it'll be interesting to see how they do it. It could be a it could be a bit of a slow burn. Is there much to happen between now and then? This was meant to be the whole. Well, this movie took one week, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the whole thing is about how Grindelwald gets his army, like all his followers and whatnot. I guess that's the big thing, really. 
I want the next movie to just be all about that guy in the corner. <laughs> I want him to be the main character. The crimes of the guy in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what's coming up. Two years for the next movie. I think the there's going to be a... um. A story, not a story, like a blurb or something coming out in the next Soon, couple of months yeah, I think about so. what the movie is going to entail. There will be, I, there will be a Fantastic Beast element to it, and Rio de Janeiro. Maybe we'll see like dragons or native creatures to that land. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Be, yeah, we've yeah. never seen like African, South American, South American. Sorry, yeah, I'm like that's not the right continent. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no, we have um, South American people in the movies. I don't think at all. Pretty much, yeah. I don't think we have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't really go to Hogwarts. No, and yeah. the um the school the the Brazilian school for magic is Castelo Bruxo mm. is the school. So uh, maybe we'll see that. Yeah, maybe they'll have a brief visit there. Also, another funny part in the movie that I just remembered: Grindelwald's like naming all the all the different names for muggles, yeah. and one of them's card spells. And I'm like, <laughs> who the hell is calling them card spells? <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. He came up with the release Dumbledore. Maybe he came up with card spells. <laughs> Is that because he's he's German, right? Is he German? He's some kind of European. Yeah, maybe it's what Germans call him. All right, I guess that's that's all we had to say about Crimes of Grindelwald. I guess yes, unless yeah. you guys had anything else you wanted to mention. No, I, I think I just... really enjoyed it. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think our our review was more coherent than the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I, mean, I think you can. I mean, personally, I'd like to change my my after my my spoiler review rating to three out of ten stars. Yeah, how much I didn't like it. So yeah, yeah. All right. So if you if you guys had any questions or if you you just didn't like our opinions uh, there'll be a lot of people that didn't like probably our opinions yeah. uh send us a tweet or a, an email about what you think yeah. but before we finish up we'll quickly go through some news there was some sad news this week uh with stanley passing away he was 95 i think 95. so yeah he did he did pretty well 95 he's still he still he, he nearly got to double to his age <laughs> yeah, around yeah. 150 yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah he Great achievement with all the Marvel comics and mm. um, all, all of his cameos. Do, uh, I read a stat actually. He, you know, he is the actor with the uh, highest grossing films. So like if you add up all the films he was in, he's got the highest grossing wow. box office numbers. Mm. Followed amazing. by, um, who, who do you think second? Can you give us a clue? They were also in Marvel movies. <laughs> That's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They're also in Marvel, movies. in Marvel movies. Like MCU? Yeah, MCU, yeah. It's got to be. Just try to think who's in the most Marvel movies. It's not RDJ, is it? No, it's not RDJ. He's up there. I think he's like fourth or fifth, but... Scarlett Johansson. No. It's Samuel L. Jackson. I was oh, going to wow. say something, but okay. he's, not, he's not even in that many. He's, well, it's not just Marvel. So he's in quite a few Marvels, but he's also but in he's Star Wars. But he's in a lot Wars. of other movies. He's yeah. in all the Star Wars. He's in Star okay, Wars yeah, as well. Right, so right, he, yeah. he's got a lot from those. But yeah. Stanley's got the most the out best, of everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But he's filmed... Oh, you were telling me he's filmed cameos for the next three? Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely got an Infinity War one. He's probably got two or three more. They filmed a lot of cameos in advance because... As bad as it is to say, they kind of knew he wasn't going to stick around for a very long time because he was having some health problems. Um, so, yeah, they filmed like five or six cameos 
there was a couple of trailers that came out this week. One of them being the we'll talk about the Dumbo trailer. You, you're the one who actually told me about it. I told you about that one. Yeah. But I actually liked it. I did. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> like it. Well, just because it doesn't look that interesting. Wait, do you, so it's not as good as Crimes of Grindelwald, you reckon? <laughs> Nothing could fit. It doesn't have a guy in the corner. <laughs> from what I can see. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I like the trailer. Um, yeah. But I feel like I felt like I watched the movie when I saw the trailer. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like yeah, it showed a lot yeah, of the it movie. It definitely gave movies. away a lot. Yeah. But that being said, I'm, I'm keen to watch it. It's yeah. Interesting yeah. new story. Also, it's Tim Burton and I... I hate Tim Burton movies. <laughs> it's got it's got a good cast though. Mm. It's got it's good got all his favourites. It's got Danny DeVito. It's got Johnny Michael Keaton. Where's Johnny Depp? Yeah, it doesn't have Johnny. Well, he's he too was, busy, man. He's busy with crimes of Grindelwald. He's busy with crimes that he's not committing. He's busy committing all those crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll probably watch it. It's coming out in March next year. Yep. And the other trailer that came out this week was Detective Pikachu. Detective mm. Pikachu, yeah. Which I liked. I like this one. I liked it too. Yeah. yeah, it looks pretty funny. The only thing is, I guess that they went with giving Pikachu a voice, like talking. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it, Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu is hilarious. I yeah, it's pretty it. funny. It's a new take on yeah. it. I'm, I'm keen to see where it goes. Yeah. But I, just for me, I never thought Pikachu was furry. I, I, I just never imagined him as being a furry I like how he looks. Yeah. There's like, yeah. I, think I kind of like all it. The, all the Pokemon look fairy, don't they? Jigglypuff yeah. looked fairy. fairy. Charizard had a bit of fur on him. Yeah. Even um, even uh, Bulbasaur, like all the Bulbasaur lines, some of them look fairy as well. I think it's just the way they're going with the Pokemon. Yeah. They're just the I, I think they look good, but yeah. I just never thought they'd be fairy. Yeah, yeah. yeah me neither. It, and I like the fact that only that kid can hear Pikachu as Ryan yeah. Reynolds and everyone yeah. else hears him as just as Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It looks like it will be a fun, like, buddy cop movie, which never think of with Detective Pikachu, but yeah, it looks fun. <laughs> it's got Justice Smith, who was in oh, that Jurassic, shit, Jurassic World. Park movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it looks good, coming out in May, so mm. we'll, we'll be reviewing that one as well. So yeah, before we close up, we always have three questions that we ask our guests. <laughs> you say always, but we've only done it once before. <laughs> Well, thanks, thanks, Budgie, for for coming on. No, um, my pleasure. Uh, it was it was good to have. A, I was I was scared that you two might actually like the movie, and I'd be the only one that doesn't like it. But it was good that you liked it. So it the, I, you didn't it like the it. Other so, way around. It was only yeah. me that liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was very tame yeah. in my review. <laughs> yeah, so it was good to have that opinion with us, and um, mm-hmm. we'll definitely get you back on at some stage. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very but cool. the three questions we ask. So one is, who is your super uh, favorite superhero? Favorite superhero in any universe? Anything. Oh, jeez. Oh, is it the guy in the corner? <laughs> oh, he doesn't count as a superhero to me, man. <laughs> He's my superhero. He barely, barely counts as an aura to me as well. <laughs> oh, favorite superhero of all time. Jeez. I'd have to go with... Um, I really, really do like, Shaz- like Shazam from the original comics. Um, oh, yeah. Before he was Shazam, when he was Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the original comics. Um, he'd probably be one of my favorite, I think. Especially right now, the new Shazam movie's coming out. I'm keen to see that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to go with Captain Marvel. Maybe we need yeah. to get Budgie on the Shazam podcast. Shazam, yeah. yeah. Podcast. We'll, yeah. we'll get you in on that. Okay. And who's your favorite super villain? Super villain. Oh, that's a really tough one. I think at the moment, I'm really into Sherlock, so I'm just going to go James Moriarty for now. Um, I've been reading a few books, and 
Oh, that guy's a genius. Like, yeah. That guy, the stuff that that guy gets up to. Have you read Moriarty by Anthony Horowitz? No, I'm not up to that one yet. Yeah. But I've heard it's good. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I need to read that one. Yeah. Yeah, I've read all the Sherlock Holmes. I've got yeah. all the audiobooks, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah, and I have to go with Moriarty, especially because a lot of the um, characters in, in like modern fiction um, are based on Sherlock and Moriarty, like the whole relationship they've got. And it's just, yeah, amazing. Amazing yeah. villain. And last question, what is your favorite superhero movie? Superhero movie. Oh, right now it's Infinity War, number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, I've seen that so many times. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's brilliant. Fair I enough. watched it the other day. Still great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still amazing. Yeah, like we, we had Curity... Mm. on the podcast for the Spider-Man PS4 review, and he also said Infinity yeah. War. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think for a lot of people it will be. It'll be hard to pass up. I mean, it's yeah. been, what, 10 years in the making? Yeah, and yeah. the build-up's been perfect. Yeah. Um, the movie delivered, so. So, yeah, I guess that's that's it. But, yeah, I think based on your answers, we'll get you on for Shazam, since there is a Shazam movie coming up. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Keen yeah. for that. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll close up. If people want to contact us, how do they do that? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the other one. Email? Email, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram at Cognitive Recalibration, Twitter at C Recalibration, and Gmail at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com. And we're available on all podcasting platforms now. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, whatever you use. And lastly, if you do like our content and you enjoy our reviews and our weekly shows, please do give us a subscribe uh, so you don't ever miss out on any of our episodes. And we, we've had them pretty regularly now. We're getting one every week. And Tuesdays, we've gone with Tuesdays as the day an episode comes out. So just look at your feeds on Tuesday and you should see an episode from us. Okay. That was an action-packed episode. We've got, got through a lot. This mm. might actually be our longest one as well. It's a great movie. That's why. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. (laughs) I didn't, but yeah. (laughs) All right, then. We'll call it a day with that, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. See ya. See you guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.